I'm not a camper. I can't say that I've done a lot of it, but the decision was made by my youth ministry in Indiana that before we kicked the seniors out at the end of the summer, we were going to go on a trip to the lake. And we were going to bring boats, and we were going to have the great tube Olympics, you know, where two people are behind the tube, and you try to make sure you can last longer than the other one, which is just basically asking a a, a boat driver to punish you, (laughs) you know, because that's really what it's all about, because... To win that, you have to go faster and be whipped harder than anybody else. And there are stories that go along with that, but that's not the story of today. But there was this campground near there, and we were going to stay at this campground. And this was still in, in the era where people had the big old canvas tents. And so there were a couple of them in the church, and the kids rounded them up. One was used since 1945 every summer. It was huge. It had three rooms. And we got to this campground, and I realized that we needed a big space to put all these things, so I started looking around. And right there in this kind of flat valley area was this beautiful spot for all of these tents. And we set them up so they all faced the fire pit in the middle. And the first night was absolutely incredible. We got there, we set up the tents, we made foil dinners together, and uh, it was just an absolutely incredible evening. And then the next morning we all got up and we put on swimsuits and we went to the lake And I took second place in the great tube Olympics because even though I was no longer on my tube and I was flailing, the guy would not fall off. So I took second. But the clouds begin to gather during the day. You know, it seemed like such a good idea. That was such a beautiful area. Big canopy of trees on the top of the hills all the way around it. In this kind of, it was almost like being in a bowl. And it was so wonderful until the rains came. And when the rains came, we found out that this little area here turned into a pond. And guess which was in the pond? All of our tents. And guess what was inside the tents? All of our clothes and all of our food and everything. And we were so miserable. Kids came and they said, I want to trade into other clothes, but the clothes that I wore at the lake are less wet than the clothes that are here. And it was a miserable night. And nobody slept very much. And in the morning, the first thing we did was move the tents. We found the value that day higher ground. A lot of people live in the valley of life. And there are times where the valley seems absolutely wonderful. It's a lot of work to get up the hill until the rains come. And all of a sudden you wish you were somewhere else. And so this year, our challenge is going to be 
to be people that live on the higher ground. I want that to be the challenge of every decision you make this year. Is this decision I'm making going to help me continue to gain higher ground? Or is this a decision that somehow will either stop me in my path or maybe actually make me slide down the hill a little bit? I am so thankful as I reflect on 2020 and the years before, that there were a group of men in my life, my father-in-law, Pastor Max, Pastor Cook, these men that I would turn to over and over again as I came into the challenges of life. And they always were willing to first listen to me, then feel bad for me, and then place me in a position where I would go to higher ground. I, I heard for people, and I even listen to pastors sometimes, and I listen to us when we get together in pastor meetings, and I don't always hear us pressing each other to higher ground. But this year, people, that's my prayer for each one of us. My prayer is that each one of us will experience the higher ground that only God can give. Now, here's the passage that I think is key to this. But this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, because sometimes it's our history that keeps us from rising, right? You know, I've never done it that way before. We we play that game with ourselves. I've been told that I can't do this. I think of, I had an internship as a pastor when I was still in college, and I can remember the pastor was not good at helping me grow. And he sat down and he told me two or three things that are lies from the pit of hell. And I believed them. And they kept me from higher ground. Straining for what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I want you to take the words upward call in your Bible and I want you to underline them because this is about upward. This is about going towards the upward call. We often, when we think about this passage, we always think prize, right? Because that's usually when we talk about this, we talk about the prize. But today I want to talk about the fact the prize is only available if something happens to you. You're dead. And since we're not dead, we have to talk about what should be taking place before we're dead. And But what takes place before we're dead is that we have an upward call. Now, I looked up higher ground in the dictionary, and this is what it says. It's an ethically superior position. Isn't that cool? So, it's a superior position. Being on higher ground is a superior position. So I started just teasing out this idea a little bit, and here's what I came up with. Um, First of all, that means that it's the morally supreme thing to do. Okay, This year, we're not cutting corners, people. We're not going to get by. We're not going to say, this is close enough. I know this is God's standard, but I do pretty good in everything else. I'm I'm really good at 87%. No. We want to do what is the right thing. We want to 
take God's word and say, okay, God, what exactly am I supposed to do in this situation? What do you say about this? So many of us are more than willing to just do this. We're willing to just kind of go with the flow. Higher ground is not about going with the flow. The way you go with the flow is you tumble down the hill. The higher ground is morally supreme. Second of all, it's visually clear. There's just something about all of a sudden when you hit the high spot and you look around, isn't there? You can see so much more clearly. We've been praying that God would give us dreams and that he'd give us visions. But if we're stuck in the middle, we're not going to get them. We need to pursue higher ground because in higher ground, we're going to have the ability to see in a way that we haven't been able to see before. We'll have a perspective that's different. Nancy and I, we often go to lunch and... uh, we have a special spot that we like to go to. If you drive around the backside of Crown Plaza, you can be in a position where basically you're right above the Olympic Center. And all of the area just is there available to you. And sometimes on certain days when life is a little frustrating, there's something about claiming that higher ground and being in that position that all of a sudden gives us a perspective that we wouldn't have otherwise. You know what? When you are there, the ski jumps look little. When you are there, the bobsled runs only about this long. And I think that sometimes we need that perspective because we're in a position where some things just seem too big and too un fathomable to us but all of a sudden when god places us on higher ground we look at those problems and go look it's only that big i thought it was a lot bigger but now that i have perspective i can see more clearly the third thing that is true is it's just it's strategically defensible if you study war at all you find out that there's always one group that has the high ground and the other group that's trying to take it away. There's something about being in a position where you can watch all the enemies coming that is much better than being in the position of wondering where they are. God's word gives us this higher ground. So the reality is, is most of the enemy that we face, most of the challenges we have, it's all laid out in his word. And so the higher ground of his word gives us the ability for things to be defensible. So, I found this quote when I was studying and I thought it was right. The right path is usually uphill. You know? And I think that's very true of the Christian life. The Christian life is usually uphill, isn't it? And so we have to be willing to do that. So, here's the challenges that go along with claiming higher ground. As I glean things from Scripture, the first one that you find is this. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Who is saying that? God is saying that. 
And so we need to understand that one of the problems with the higher ground is it's not our natural choice. Especially spiritual higher ground. Because our thoughts are not God's thoughts and our ways are not God's ways. And sometimes we think because we're Christian, we can just throw that word on anything we decide to do and it doesn't work that way. We need to understand that one of the challenges is to to seek higher ground is not the natural thing to do. Now, when you get more educated, you start doing it. Do you think we ever reuse that same campground after that first year of going on that trip? No, we didn't. In fact, two years later, my youth leaders would have said, you know, putting up these tents is a lot of work. You think there's a retreat center around here somewhere where we can go and stay? We found out that there was a retreat center within five miles. And we charged the kids $10 more for the trip, and it was worth every single penny. But we did not have that same perspective when we started. So you need to understand that, first of all, higher ground is not going to be your natural inclination. The second thing is this. The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit, for they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. There are going to be some times that either that we're just going to think this is dumb. You know, God's saying this is what you're supposed to do, this is where you're supposed to go, this is how it's supposed to look. And in our mind we're going, No, this 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 is awkward, this doesn't work, this sounds foolish. For some of you, that's the reason that you haven't come to Christ yet. Is because it just sounds foolish to you. You mean that God died for me and that he'll let me be a part of his kingdom and all I have to do is ask him? I don't have to do anything else? Yes, that's the truth. But for some people, it sounds foolish. And oftentimes, some things that God is asking us to do, they just sound crazy. I remember Pastor Max going, um, God started to teach me about self-control. And, I, and, I, and, and he explained in the sermon, he says, the way he taught me that was with cookies. And everybody looked at him like, what do you mean? He says, well, I'd go over to the cookie jar and this little voice would tell me, don't eat a cookie. And I knew that wasn't my voice because <laughs> I wanted a cookie. And I began realizing that that little tiny voice was telling me not to eat cookies began telling me more and more. Why? Because in John it says what? My sheep know my voice. And so he says, God used cookies to train me. Now I don't know if he's going to use that in each of your life. He probably should use that a little more in mine. But first of all, higher ground is unnatural. Second of all, it's foolish. Third thing and I know this isn't a word, but I just like it. Higher ground is rejectable. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Doesn't that sound wonderful? You know, this path that God is calling us to go, if you look really carefully, it's a really old path. It's an ancient path. It is an obscure path. But they said, we will not walk in it. Jeremiah went to these people over and over again and showed them the way of God, and they did this. 
The thing that's scary about higher ground, about this path that God is calling us to walk, is that it's easy for us to reject it and dismiss it. Here's another thing that's true of higher ground. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. I got to tell you something. The way of holiness... The way to higher ground is restrictive. Some people don't like that because of that. They think, oh, those rules, they're just old rules. Those ancient ways, and they're rejecting what God has for them. And so we need to understand that the higher ground isn't easy. It's a challenge. In fact, It's unnatural, it's foolish, it's rejectable, and it's restrictive. That's why you see laws changing in our country, right? Because they don't want higher ground. They just want to stay in the valley, and they want everybody to be in the valley with them, and it's okay. And so instead of following God's law, and the code that is written on our hearts, where we're going to reject that, and we're going to create a new code that is more acceptable to each one of us. But even though it's challenging, there are promises that go along with higher ground. First promise. Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life, In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Isn't that wonderful? You know, there isn't some secret code here, people. God isn't a jerk. Did you have one of those teachers that just would make the word problems that were so hard that nobody understood them and find great satisfaction in the fact that nobody got that question? I did not like that teacher. You know? Did you like the questions that were asked in school that says, every one of these is right? Figure out which one is most right. No. I want things a little black and white. I'm not real smart. Don't make it harder for me. And this is what God is saying. God is saying, I've made known to you the path. And in the presence of that path, you're going to know you're on that path because there's going to be joy there. And you're going to find pleasure in that. Now, for some of you who've lived a long time in the valley or have decided to stay at some plateau of the mountain, you you might not believe this, but this is the truth. This is the promise. This is what God says. Does that mean that it's going to be easy all the time? No. The great truth of Christianity that I still don't completely understand is there's joy in the midst of the pain. 
There's peace and suffering, and they go together. I don't always understand that. I'm an either-or guy, not a both-and guy, and so sometimes this makes no sense to me. But first of all, we know it's satisfying. In Psalms later on, it says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God, you got, you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Okay, so God's not a jerk, but he doesn't always give all the information right away. But we need to understand that higher ground is always knowable. It's always knowable. Not always it knowable, but it's failure-proof, which I, I found this verse and I was like, wow, that is really cool. The steps of men are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Isn't that cool? Okay, so you're not going to be really good at this, Okay. And sometimes you're going to be falling. But you know what the cool thing is? We're always falling forward. And we're gaining ground in the process of our failure. And God will somehow pick us up and keep us moving. Do you know why I know to camp on the high ground? Because I've camped on the low ground. That's why I know that. I didn't read it in a book. I experienced it. God will sometimes come into our lives in unique ways. And if we are willing to take that higher path, he will help us. And even if we fail in the midst of us, he's going to pick us up and keep us moving. You see, some of us don't believe that because that's not our life experience. Our life experience is people always explaining our flaws and, and expanding on them and mocking us. And we can't imagine that God is not like that. But he isn't. God makes the higher ground fail-proof, which I think is incredible. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. Higher ground is always available if you ask. If you read on in this, it says that you need to ask believing instead of not believing because it explains that you're kind of like a washing machine, really wishy-washy, double-minded. But the thing that we need to understand is that we lack wisdom and we don't know what to do. We can ask God and he will always give us wisdom and we will always know what to do. So isn't that great? The way, the highway is always available. But we also know this of it. We've read this verse before. It's going to be work. Okay? It's not like God just takes us and goes, and we're on higher ground. No, it doesn't work like that. How did Paul describe it? He says, I have to forget things, I have to strain, I have to press on. It means there's work involved here. You see, these are the promises. 
The promises are there, that it's satisfying, that it's knowable, that it's failure-proof, that it's available, and that it's work. I'd like to say this. Higher ground is the activity of our prayer life combining Philippians chapter 3 with James chapter 1. So we are straining. Uh, the, the, the work that we're doing, the, the hard lifting that we're doing, is really mental. This is where God creates higher ground. Higher ground doesn't come from the feet. Higher ground comes from the mind. And so it is really the activity of prayer. And, and, and it's something that we have to include in prayer. I think it's why David said what he did at the end of Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. It's, we need an altimeter. We, we need the ability to say, okay, where are we at? God's word is that altimeter. It comes into our life and it says, this is where you're at in this process. But it's the hard work of prayer that gets us to higher ground. Because we have to forget, strain, and press on in prayer. And we do need an altimeter. One of the altimeters I explained already is Psalm 139. In Psalm 139, we have this beautiful prayer that makes sure that we are headed to higher ground. Another place to look is in James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, where it talks about the different kinds of wisdom. It talks about this is what's true of the wisdom from above, and this is what's true of wisdom that is earthly. And sometimes we have to go to those verses and we have to check our attitudes and say, whoa, wait a minute here. I'm having earthly attitudes. These are not heavenly attitudes. My earthly attitudes are going to keep me off the mountaintop. And so we need to ask God to help us. There's a pastor in the area that's trying to become a 46er. And um, he was climbing, I can't remember which mountain it was, but he climbed to the top in the winter and uh, he got to a certain spot and he couldn't find the marker, but he was pretty sure that he had hit the top. So when he went home, he got on his, his, his account that showed how he did and he found out that he missed the high point by about 750 feet. And he says, the frustrating thing to me is I'm a person of integrity. And so I hit the false summit instead of the real summit. And so it really can't count. i got to climb that thing again. This is my warning to you. My warning to each one of us is I think that sometimes we are willing to say close enough and what we're hitting is the false peak instead of the higher ground that God is calling us to. We need that spiritual altimeter that explains the difference between the two of us. So my challenge to you is, will you join me? Will you join me in seeking out higher ground this year? In not playing the Christianity goodbye game? In not playing the Christianity it's close enough? 
You know, we play the comparison game and we're always better than somebody. But when we play the comparison game to God's Word, we got a little bit of space to grow in. And God isn't calling us to other kinds of ground. God is calling us to higher ground. And for some of you in this room, you're still stuck in that verse and you just think higher ground is foolish. The way of the Lord is foolish. Because you haven't accepted the beautiful message of the cross of Jesus Christ that says this. You need a Savior. And you can't save yourself. And so I died for you to take the punishment for your sin so you could have a relationship with my Father and we could teach you to walk in the way we created you to live, which is a move towards higher ground. So for some of you today, you would be joining us for the first time. But for others of you today, I encourage you that we've got to keep moving. It's not that the target keeps moving. It's just that the target's a little further away than we thought. And so we need to keep moving. Let's pray together. just too easily satisfied and I can make excuses for why I plateau instead of keep moving and so I am somewhat intimidated by the words for this year because I know that in my life this is a God-sized task and so God I I'm excited to see how you are going to keep your promises. And I pray, God, for the ability to overlook the challenges and walk the walk of upward calling. I pray that for my brothers and sisters in this room as well. God, help us to walk in the way you've called us to walk. And Lord, keep moving us as individuals and as a church to higher ground. I pray this in your name. Amen. Let's sing the chorus together. Lord, lift me up and make me stand. By faith on heaven's stable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I know it's not going to be easy, but I am looking forward to what only God can do as he calls us to a place that we have never been before. But we will see more clearly, we will defend more easily, and we will live much closer to the ethic that he called us to. God bless you as you seek 
to walk the higher ground that only he gives. Have a great day. I know that we didn't do communion, and I'm okay with that today. Okay? But I think we're done. God bless you.